everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Laura. And Laura, we are, we've, we've made it through a huge wall and hit 101. Wait, yeah, now we're at 101. We are 101, <laughs> baby. This is Spiritual Leader 101, there literally 101. Uh, this is an awesome time. You know, I, I love that... Uh, it's interesting. We worked with people over the years in church life, and there's all kind of people in church, you know. Uh, but some of the people that I used to be drawn to were what I'd call like the hyper spiritual people, not hyper like hyperactive. They're just they're like over outwardly expressive. Well, that's a good way to put yes. it. That's a good way to put it. Very they exuberant. Exuberant. They they're they're fired up on the outside. They yeah. attract people. But what we have noticed uh, now, this not being our first rodeo, is that oftentimes the hyper-spiritual or those that are super uh, excited on the outside, um, they tend to fizzle out and they they don't stay grounded. They don't stay planted Mm -hmm. in a local church because a lot of times those individuals, they're looking for some kind of a spiritual high. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm a, preaching a feeling, now. I'm preaching now, ain't emotion, I? emotion. Yeah, they're looking for... experience. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said one time they were looking for an experience to give them back the experience they had when they had their first experience with God, you know, and that's those kind of people. But yeah. there's something to be said, Laura, about faithful people and there's a lot to be said <laughs> let's let, we'll talk about that for a minute so but good. your dad I I worked for him you worked for him uh, we worked here at the ministry uh, he pastored here at Melody Church for 27 years 27 years I always get it mm-hmm. mixed up I know it's over it's 25 27. 27 27 and I realized working for him I used to say this that if you want to know what faithfulness is well you look up the word faithfulness rather in the dictionary and I think right beside that, you'd see a picture of your dad. Yeah. And he would say things like, after 25, six, seven years of pastoring, he's still turning off lights, going home from the church, you know, still flushing commodes, you know, still uh, doing, you know, the everyday mundane stuff. And it's interesting that a lot of the people that are looking for an experience, they miss the point that, the church is an everyday organization, and it's not always fireworks going off. Yeah, I mean, I know that's a big thing for you, Laura, though, faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, you just uh, ministered uh, here recently, and you brought up something about how you had done so much in the ministry over the years. That's, that's the way to promotion, the right way. I mean, I guess you could promote yourself, but the right way, the way the Lord promotes people is through faithfulness, you know, and you, you walk through a door and you're faithful in that assignment that God has given you at that time. And then all of a sudden another door opens, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a bigger door and a little bit bigger of an assignment and you remain there and you stay faithful. And then next thing you know, another door and and so on. And that's, that's, that's how, kingdom promotion takes place. I love how you said that. Scripture tells us that, you know, you're faithful in the little, then the Lord knows that he can um, trust you with more and Mm. more will be given. But he's got to know that he can trust you with with what he has given you at the moment. Yeah, that's so true. I'm thinking of a scripture. 
it may be a different translation, but it says something along these lines, a faithful man who can find. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, faithfulness is kind of one of those things. Um, it's, it's not fun all the time, but I love that. It's necessary. It's God is a consistent God. Yeah. You know, James yeah. one says there's no shadow of turning. There's no, he doesn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. He's going to be the same God today as he was yesterday, as he was 2000 years ago, as he's going to be in eternity. Uh, he's faithful, which means he, he does the same things over and over and over again yeah. and sticks to his word. Yeah. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, now being pastors for uh, over 10 years and then in ministry together before that for 12 years, mm-hmm. uh, in youth ministry, one of the challenges in church life is actually finding or, or growing faithful people. Yeah. Uh, there's so much competition out, uh, you know, in the world. The world system puts a demand on our finances, on our uh, families, with so many activities. Uh, you know, we're competing with television and entertainment and, you know, you name it. It's a competition, uh, a competing force for church life. Uh, but it's interesting when God gives you an assignment, somebody said wisely that unless he tells you something else to do, yeah, gosh, yeah, then you need to stay your butt where he told you to be, well, right? Well, and then you'll hear people and they'll, they'll feel like they're like in no man's land or they're in the desert and they don't know what to do. So it's like, well, what's the last thing that God told you to do? And whatever that is, <laughs> oh, Lord. then stick with it. And sometimes they've gotten away from that. You know, for whatever reason, maybe it just wasn't exciting anymore. They weren't getting the recognition. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so many different reasons. But it's like, whatever the Lord, you know, originally told you to do, stick with it, remain faithful, and just trust that in His timing, you know, I mean, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Yeah. They're faithful. They're faithful. And He will reward. You know, there's a payday. May not always be on Friday, but God, there is a payday yeah, I love that. in the kingdom of God. I remember, uh, Laura, years ago, you were a teacher. Um, you taught in uh, Christian education, um, high school, um, English, and you did mm-hmm. that for many years. What, yeah, 12 or 13 15, years? 15, 15 years. years. Uh, when we first got married, you taught in uh, the Christian academy where I worked at the yep. church. And then when we moved back here to Florida, you taught in the school here for, what, 13 years, I think? Mm. And it was interesting. I remember that moment where, you know, you you came to me. I could tell that something was changing in you, and uh, you we started talking. You were just— Well, frustration Frustration. It was about that 13, 13 and a half mark of, of my 15-year— of teaching yeah. and what once excited me. I mean, I love You were an awesome teaching. teacher. And and all my students loved me. I yeah. was the favorite teacher. I loved down. you. You weren't even my teacher. <laughs> we had a lot of fun in my classroom and I loved teaching. But something changed around that 13, 13 and a half uh mark there and things that never frustrated me frustrated me tremendously I mean kids would irritate (laughs) me get under my skin and that never happened before and I was just on the inside I was losing it um and I, I didn't know what was happening but there was a transition coming for me but it didn't come for another year and a half to almost two years Mm. but during that time I just knew I I I did what I knew that I needed to do was just to remain steady 
and faithful oh, to write geez. it out. And then there came a time where it was like, okay, boom, you're done here. This is where I need you. And it was a perfect and seamless transition for me to be able to, to move into that next place. But, you know, sometimes you can experience some frustration, but still be in the place that God has for you. And actually, I think that's like, sometimes part of that, that testing period to see like when frustration comes, when it's not as exciting, when it, you know, you don't wake up with, you know, joy on your face and going, Oh, I can't wait to get to this assignment. You know, are you going to continue to stay steady and faithful? Because the next place that the Lord had for me, um, although it's the place that I was assigned to, was much more challenging. And I had never experienced such challenges before. And had I, um, you know, given up, thrown in the table with that 13, 13 and a half mark, I don't think I would have been able to endure once I was moved on to my next assignment because I had a little bit of grit behind me, you know, and I knew how to stick it out when things got tough and challenging. I love that. Um, I was thinking about something that I read in a John Maxwell book. Uh, I think it's the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. He was saying that uh, when it comes to prioritizing our lives, he had this little formula that he used, and it's in the chapter called The Law of Priorities. And he said, one thing we have to ask ourselves is, what is required of us? Um, and I think so many people in life and just their careers, the body of Christ, they never kind of established like, what what's required of me right now? Like, and you realize that in that season that you actually had a job and you were getting a paycheck to perform certain responsibilities. And I, and I did a whole lot more than you were extra. (laughs) You're extra. I was extra. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that faithfulness and you just said it, like even when things are mundane and not fun yeah. and you're not enjoying yourself That's anymore. That's really the test of faithfulness right there. Gosh. That is the test. It's easy when it's fun and it's exciting and, you know, maybe there's recognition or things seem to just be going your way and everybody's following you. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say, but it's during that time where you may feel like you're in a wilderness, yes. you know, or you're all alone. Yeah. Nobody cares what you're doing. You know, it's not as exciting. That's the test of faithfulness right there. I remember uh, as it pertains to faithfulness, we were working at a church up, up north and uh, there was a little bit of dissension um, in some of few, not many, a few of the leaders that were there serving and I never forgot, like, we got kind of, we were young and young in life and ministry Very and marriage young. and early 20s, I think yes. 23. 22. You, you were 22 yeah. when we got married. Yeah. And so we kind of got lured into this these leaders' homes for a meal. And we were there. Unbeknowning to us. <laughs> yeah, listen, the, 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 the food was great. The fellowship was great. Then all of a sudden. These were seasoned oh, yeah. ministers These guys were, of the they gospel. Were up there. I, I mean, mean, they were seasoned. Yes. They, they were seasoned ministers <laughs> and had done ministry their entire life. Yeah. So at the end of this meal, they <laughs> they just dropped this bomb on Laura and I. And they said, hey, basically, the, the simple version of it is they said, hey, we don't agree with the pastor. Yeah, and that they we were said, working for. Yeah, we yeah. were working. Yeah. The pastor we were working for. We were actually on staff, yeah. and they weren't. Uh, they were volunteering in different capacities, and they said we don't we don't like the way he's doing things. Blah blah blah. They went on, and all of a sudden, something in my spirit said, "This is wrong." Yeah. <laughs> 
And I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I left that house. I was like totally <laughs> grieved. And you know what, Laura? The Lord dealt with me within that the next day or two after that had happened. And I prayed about it. We talked about it. And I said, I told Laura, I said, I think we need to go address this and talk to our senior yeah. leader. Uh, because this is, we knew that there was something wrong with this. So basically we went in and we went, I don't remember if it was me and you or just me, I don't remember, but we went in and I shared my heart. I said, hey, listen, you, you got a couple of rogue leaders. They're, they're kind of going behind your back and they're doing all this stuff. And you know, I thought about that, Laura. I've had opportunities just like that time and time again over these last, what, 20 plus years. Yeah. And it's crazy because those opportunities, they present themselves to you and you have an opportunity to really go against spiritual leadership that's yeah. in your life. And I'm not saying every spiritual leader is perfect uh, because we all, you know, make mistakes. We all miss it. We all, you know, make wrong turns at times. That's not the issue. But what God was doing with me and with you was testing our hearts to yeah. see are we going to be faithful to the place that we've been assigned? That, yeah, we had been assigned and that, there. that leader. Yeah. We were assigned yeah. under that leader. We absolutely were. Now, we went through that um, uh, when we were working for your dad. You know, it's you're, this is going to happen wherever you are under whoever you're under. It's going to happen. Uh, and, you know, my heart was tested during those times. I had, you know, not, not many times, one or two times over 12 or 13 years. And I remember, you know, my heart was tried and, you know, you know, got around a wrong person with a wrong attitude. And they're like, oh, I think, you know, pastor should do it this way and that mm -hmm. way. I don't agree with how he's doing it. And, you know, it's almost like the devil's like shh, throwing bait the bait out there and, and it's going to yeah. catch you. If you, <laughs> if you take that bait, he's uh, going, he's going to hook you in your jaw yeah. and you're done. But it was during one of those times, Laura, the, this is why it's so important to be tenderhearted. The Lord spoke to me. I mean, it touches me now, even thinking about it. The Lord said in, in reference to your dad, the Lord spoke to me and said, I love Frank Davis. You leave him alone. And I thought, good Lord. It, it totally like, it rocked my world. And I repented literally at, right at that moment. I walked into the other room. These people were at my house talking about this situation. I walked in the other room and I literally just opened my heart before the Lord. I said, Lord, I am sorry mm -hmm. that I even thought about entertaining this lie really in deception I repented and moved on I remember another time I was working for a secular job uh, when I was going to Bible school uh, one of our friend, uh, friends um, the Mullins uh, who's in politics now and I was just complaining out loud to the Lord you know about a couple different things you know when I was working for him and and the Lord spoke to me again and said you need to stop this and you need to stop it now yeah. and I repented and it's interesting on all those things, you said it earlier, Laura, through every one of those opportunities, by passing that test of being not only faithful to God, because we have a misconception in the body of Christ. We say we want to be faithful to God, but we don't realize that God puts us under people. Yeah, that's good. And if you're not that's faithful good. to that person, you're not being faithful to yeah. God. Because John said it in one of his epistles. He said, so if you good. can't love the person who you can see and touch, yeah. how can you say you love God who you can't see and touch? Yeah. God's love and uh, what's it called? Faithfulness, all these heart issues, yeah. they're all tried and tested in the context of human relationships. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, I'm not saying I've done everything perfect, but 
every one of those doors of passing those tests always opened up the door to a promotion from the Lord. Yeah. And you say faithfulness. Faithfulness is not, this is good right here. Faithfulness is not just doing something and showing up on time and doing your job. Faithfulness oftentimes, more times than not, is an issue yeah, in here. In the heart. And yeah. if your heart's not right, then are you really being faithful? And it, yeah. this is just interesting, Laura, because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are people watching, listening to this podcast. And this is one of those things that we all deal with on a regular basis. We yeah. all have to guard our hearts against this is a one of those things that Satan throws at us all the time. Yeah, like people. Yeah. He's gonna test your character, you know, and, and try to get you to, to fall. I was just thinking about the scripture and I've never thought about it in this context, but the scripture where it says if you're willing and obedient I just thought of that too. you'll eat the good of the land. Yep, yep. And I think like, you know, sometimes <laughs> we we show up, we're on time, that kind of thing. But you said our heart uh, is wrong. And yep. it's the same with like we may be obedient but are we willing? And that, that willingness, that is a heart issue. But if you're willing and obedient, scripture says you will eat the good of the land. So good. And all that, that, that verse is perfect. That fits perfectly yeah. here because you're right. I think we've all been willing. Maybe you've been willing to do whatever it is, but the obedience issue of actually following through and carrying yeah. out what it is that you know, yeah, God's two part, in front of there's us. two parts. Yeah. There's two parts. But it is a promise from the Lord that we'll eat the good of the land. Yeah. You know, as we follow through. Um, what an interesting subject. Yeah. Faithfulness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's been times I didn't want to continue on in what God had for me. But I guess faithfulness is just keep showing up. Sometimes you do things you don't necessarily want to do, but it's necessary at the moment. <laughs> hey, that's why the Bible says we got to crucify yeah. our flesh, right, yeah. daily. But anyway, wherever this podcast finds you, I hope that ministered to you. Yeah. Uh, what, a, what a powerful uh, few minutes that was uh, on the subject of faithfulness. Listen, we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God for you. And like we try to say together, don't really do that well oftentimes, but we say the best is yet to come. We love you. We'll see you real soon.